Now tonight, not just tonight. I'm coming with very simple messages. Very simple. But I think it is uh, necessary. Yeah, so we are waiting on the Lord uh, to see how he will lead us. Praise the Lord. So tonight, let us start and read from the book of Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all the iniquities, who heals all the diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. Weva zemkama gwememe yange, nebiona ebiri munda yange, Mweva ze edinyari etukufu. Mweva ze mkama gwe meme yange sote wera vira virunji virunji vye vyo na. Asunyi wa evi korwa vyo vyo na evi taribia utukufu. Awonya enduwa dezozo na. Anunura obula mubo ureme okuzikirira. Akusako engure eyechisa no kusasiro kurunji. Akusa akamwako evirunji. Obuvubu kabo nebudo buja nge mpungu. Mkama akore vyobu tukirifu, atukirize misango kuruwa bubona abajogewa. Mark chapter 10, Marko kumi, verse 28. Akanyiri akabili munana. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lord, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Very I say unto thee, unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or large for my sake and the gospels that he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lads with the persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Awo petero natanura okumugamba anti raba fetware kabiona netukugoberera. Yesu nagamba anti mazimamba gamba anti tewali yareke nyumba oba aboluganda Obaba nyina, oba nyina, oba chitawe, oba abana, 
obebyaro kulwange norwenjiri ataliwewa emirundi chikumi mu biro bino ebyakakano enyumba nabo Uganda nebanyina nebanyawe nabana nebyaro nokuyiganyizibwa ne mu mirembe ejigendo okujja obulamu obutagwaao Heavenly Father, we have read your word. May you speak to us. Speak to every one of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 We may be seated. All right for uh, for this evening. I would like to talk about the motivation to serve God. Uh, the word motivate means to give someone a reason for doing something. Now, serving God is very, very challenging. Uh, you serve God all the years of your life. To serve God year after year is very, 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 very challenging. And one can never, one can never consistently serve God unless there is something in him that motivates him. That motivation becomes the, the strength that pushes him, that energizes him, and he keeps on going. Despite all the Difficulties and hindrances and challenges. Then that person year after year is still serving God. In the right way. That person must have something that motivates him. Amen. Right? Amen. There must be something to motivate that person. For one to be committed, for one to be committed, I'll continue doing and to continue doing something. He must be motivated. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Whatever it is, you need to have something that motivates you. Now, if you are going to wake up every morning, every morning, and go to work, for you to be able to push aside your warm blanket, maybe walk in a jam or drive in a jam to go to work. And you do that every day. For one year, another year, another year. There must be something that motivates you. You cannot do it without a motivator. That motivation is the one that energizes you to put apart your blankets as warm as they are. As much as you would have wanted to continue sleeping and resting, but there is something that drives you out of the bed every day. Get yourself on the road. And get yourself on the road. On your way to work. There must be a motivation. Now, for a worker like that one, the motivation is at the end of the month, there is a salary. Right? Now, when you are struggling to get out of your bed, struggling, struggling to get yourself on the street with your motorbike or with your car, you, in your eyes, you can see a good salary that will make you feed your family, that will take your children to school, that will buy you another pair of shoes. As long as you can see that, then you have the motivation to continue. You can't continue doing it because you can see something. If you cannot see anything, you cannot do it. Because you will ask yourself, for what reason am I suffering? For what reason am I losing my sleep? For what reason? Right? But when there is something there, you can see a better life. That becomes a motivator. And you continue doing it. Now and then, because there is a motivation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's just have this quote. The first quote on that list. 59, 11, Therefore, no, Rachel. Philip said, Philip Yagamba, show us the Father and it will satisfy us. I'm satisfied today that I can see God everywhere I look. 
I don't want to see him, but I feel him. And I know he's there. The poet said, you ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. I watch his spirit and see it motivate me. Ndaba omnetekerezo moyo wenenda banganziza mwamanyi I see his spirit ndabo moyo we As I serve him every day ngamwereza buli nnaku I'm not I'm, I'm not quoting now I'm talking Katsirim kunokola ndi mukogera I'll go back to the quote Nja kudda eliyo kunokola Every day buli nnaku You ask me how I know he lives. No, he lives I watch his spirit and see it move me. You are motivated by something. The Holy Spirit. God is here today, Fred. God is here. So you face something that motivates you. And I'm saying here, without something motivating you, Oh, you cannot just you cannot just continue. There must be something motivating. To come to church, something must be motivating. To suffer for the word of God, there must be something motivating. You mean you pay your tithe every month without failing? Without failing. Then there must be something that motivates you. You can't do that without, without a motivator. Now, I have watched uh, I have watched and I have known how the illegal immigrants I have looked at them Illegal immigrants to America. Illegal immigrants to Europe. And it gives me a very good example of, of motivation. A good example of motivation. Now, there are two routes. There is one route they used to go to Europe. And there is another route they used to go to America and Canada. Illegal immigrants. Now, these illegal immigrants, they come from poor countries. From Asia in a country like Bego. And uh, you know, those countries. 
from Africa. Africa. Mostly from West Africa. From Ma- Mali, Niger, uh, Mari, Nigeria. And all those places. Some even come from Nigeria and uh, other places. Illegal immigrants. Now, these illegal immigrants from, from West, Africa, West Africa who want to go to Europe, they cross through the Sahara Desert. Few make it. They die of thirst. Because it's very hot. And even when their curses and their and their carcasses and their and their bones are just lying beside the road. Even when they see all that, they continue moving. Until they reach Libya. Now, I want, I want, I want to emphasize. They know the danger. They have heard others have died. They can see their carcasses. And they can also see their skeletons. But they keep moving. Until they reach, they reach Libya. Or Tripoli. Over a When they get there, they get agents. These agents, they pay the agents. A lot of money. That the agents will cross them across the Mediterranean Sea. So they lose money. They spend money. And for information, they are energetic young men and also women with babies. Somebody can risk moving with her baby. In that route. So, the agent put them mainly on bubble boats. How many know the bubble boats? Without, without, without material that looks like a balloon. Eh? Have you ever seen that boat that has the material that looks like balloon? How many have ever seen that? Yeah, that's what is called a, a bubble boat or something like that. Yeah. So, it's a very, very, very risky boat. Very, very insecure. When the boat carries a capacity, it's supposed to carry a capacity of 50. They put 200. Some sit light at the edge, hanging around the edge. And this is the ocean. What is the motivation? And many die. 
Some the whole boat gets drowned in the ocean. And next and the following week there's still another week. And another and another. It never stops. In Levia in Libya and Tripoli, they are conned by some so-called agent. Lose their money. They still continue to go. What is this that makes somebody risk his life, his money, lose his money? It is because those people are highly motivated. What is their motivation? Their motivation is if I get into Europe, I have made life. I will eat, I will dress, I will have money. This is a thing that is on their eyes. And it, it pushes them. Gives them the energy. Gives them the strength. Makes them risk their life. It's a motivation. Praise be to God. Is that motivation? It has become such a big problem until some organizations have obtained they have produced what they call a rescue ships. They keep on moving up and down in the Mediterranean. When you get such, they rescue them and put them in a, you know, in a ship and then take them to Italy and those countries. What motivates them? Those that make it to Italy, they are taken to homes collective homes for about three months. They are taught the culture of Italy. I, I hope, I hope that nobody is going to be motivated here and rise up next week. And join those guys. For three months, you eat you dress there. You are taught the culture of Italy. And they teach you the language. After you are through, you get a job. And you are paid well. You can eat well. And you are given the papers to live in Italy. That is the motivator. Another group comes from Asia, Bava Asia, comes from Congo, Nebave Congo, comes from Uganda, Nebave Uganda, come from Zimbabwe, Nebave Zimbabwe. What they do is that they take a, a flight to Brazil. Once they reach Brazil, they go by road 
or whatever means they can get and go to Colombia. They cross borders. Illegally. They don't have any visa. They don't have any visa. But they have got some crooked men that take them across the border. Now, some of those places like Colombia, they have to move to the Jago. The Jago. No roads. But kilometers and kilometers And along the way, you find corpses of those that, that are unable to make it. By the roadside. By the roadside. Maybe. Some are And when they are taken at the middle of the jungle, they are agents or their guides to appear. And you are left in the middle of the jungle with a baby. No man. Or oh, just as a young man, you don't know where. You scream, no, scream until you die. And even when this is happening, happening, another group is coming. And another one. They keep on going. They cross like that. Until they reach Mexico. You go to the map and find the distance, the distance. Some use buses, some use whatever. Cross through the Jago. And when they get to Mexico, Mexico, the big question comes how to cross. There is a wall between Mexico and US. Mexico USA. They are there is a part between Mexico and US. That is a desert. They cross through that desert. And along the way they find many graves. Simple graves of just a cross. Across Some people died here. Others died there. But you still cross. Those who reach near the border, there are so many kind of ways that they use. There are so many. I saw one of them just within the, the forest. He goes there and crosses the river there. They are guards. They are guards on the other side. So this man make, makes a kind of a, a figure of a fish. So he hangs behind below the this figure that looks like a fish. So the guard can see it's a fish moving. 
But below this figure of fish is a man hanging And then finally get into the bush. Some cross the border of, because they don't stop in U.S., they want to go to Canada. So they crossed the region of Minnesota. And there's a lot of there is a lot of snow. Some die in the snow. Motivation. Good life. In America. Good life. In Canada. Canada. Good life. Good life in Europe. It becomes a motivator. And his trivialized. They die, but they still I have seen some, I've had some get arrested. They serve a jail term. They are taken back to their country. While they come back. In some parts of their journey, they ride on top of a train. On top, not inside. Uh, on top. And you find a lot of women with children. On top. Day and night on top of a train. Sometimes the train goes through the bush. People bending their to get the, the, the branches. And sometimes one will be caught in a, unaware with a branch because you get tired. Motivated to go to America to have a good life. Then I wonder, you as a Christian, we are not going to Europe, we are not going to America, we are going to heaven. You must have something that motivates you. Why can't heaven motivate you? Heaven should motivate you. Eternal life in heaven should be in a motivator. Hallelujah. Amen. And we keep on convincing people about no, eternal life. No, eternal life. Is heaven. There's joy in heaven. There's peace in heaven. All that. And people are not getting motivated by that. But I know tonight. There are people that heaven motivates them. To live with Jesus motivates them. Doesn't matter what they go through. They have something that pushes them along the journey. Persecutions, lack of money, lack of jobs, because they are Christians, difficulties, but the fact of heaven motivates them. They keep on going on. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. If a good life in America can motivate someone like that, if good life in America can make somebody feel but life, I have seen some of them alive there with dead babies. Their babies have died because because, because the journey is so rough. But it's still motivated to go. To go to Europe, to go to America, America, to go to those places. Why? Why? Just because they have had their good, good things in America. But surely they are. There. There are some places that there is nothing like job, joblessness. Some part of America, there is nothing like. Eh? What do you call it? Lack of jobs. Eh? There's nothing like unemployment. Did you hear me? There's nothing like unemployment. And the, the lowest salary per hour in America is about $14 per hour. That's how much? Kenya shillings is about $100. Forty-seven. Huh? Dollars. Fourteen. Dollar kuminanya would sawa. One thousand, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, one thousand, one thousand, about one thousand five hundred. Kenya shillings. Anga uh shillings that Kenya rukumi mubitano. Wurisawa rukumi mutane is a Kenya. You work because they work very hard. You work bakwara nyo. You work fourteen hours. A fourteen hours. Katkware sawa kuminanya. Who can do that one very quickly? How much is that? How much is that? 14 times. Eh? Thousand. Seven hundred thousand. Kenya shillings. Kenya shillings or Uganda shillings? Uganda. Okay. That is for? Kade. Kenya shillings is twenty one thousand. put it in What about that per month? Uganda Per month. For, 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 Tanzania. Tanzania, I mean, you got the shillings. Twenty two million. That is Sweeping. Cutting flowers. Putting petrol in there. You see how you are laughing and feeling. 
For example, if you feel you have a baby and you feel you can't bring a black baby, they light everywhere. Don't kill the baby. Don't bring a baby. There is a place where you take the baby. So I can't bring a baby. You sign the papers? No signing a paper. The baby is taken. There is one sister in the message. Sister Mubaka. She took her baby to the hospital. And uh, the doctor said, oh, what's, the, what's the problem? The baby has been crying the whole night. What is the problem? I don't know. So the doctor examined. Found the problem. Okay, just for a little while, the police were there. Tell you, now, your baby has a, a, a fracture on the lip. How did, how did it get a fracture? How did, it, how did your baby get a fracture? I don't know. Okay. From now onwards, this is not your baby. You can go home. And if you do there, you go to jail. <laughs> That's what the head of it. They thought that everything was over. Then she got pregnant after a while. <laughs> Before she delivered, <laughs> they were there monitoring. <laughs> Even this one. You are not going to have it. You have no right, you have no ability to bring up a baby. When she knew that, that's when she organized with her sister. And her sister now volunteered to say she's going to take the baby and take care of the baby. That's how the baby escaped now to go back to the government. That any baby to produce from that that time onwards. It was to go to the government. And that's all you'll never see that day. That is the motivator. Good life. 
people say, either I get the good life or I die. Do you read the Bible? You hear the good life in heaven? Why don't you say? I, I get that life or I die. Amen. Amen. I get that life in heaven. I go to heaven. I live even with the saints. Or I die. Amen. I don't care how much I suffer. Because of the things you see in heaven, you are motivated such that even if you suffer, you can't give up. That's the life you want. This is the motivation that we need. The preacher needs to be motivated. Every member of the church should be motivated to come to church, to love God, to pay tithes, to continue being a member of the church, serving God with all your heart, obeying the message, obeying the word, you must be motivated. You must have something that motivates you. Now, let me see. Let me say this. If you cannot see anything, if, if Something has not become a reality to you. Something not some, Not something you are being told. Not something you are hearing. Something you hear. Something you are being told. Something others are saying. Does not motivate you. It is until the thing becomes a reality in you. That is the thing that, that becomes a motivator in your life. Until there is something you can touch. I know it is there. Unless something strikes your heart and tells your heart the thing is there. The thing is real. That is the thing that motivates you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If something is not real, people can push you. People can persuade you. People can preach to you. But you will never be motivated until the reality of it comes to your soul and comes to your heart and becomes a motivator. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, in Psalms 103, David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Okay. Amen. David is telling his soul. David is addressing all that is within him. Daudi is addressing David Agabera eh? uh, Amen 
speaks to a servant. And all that is within me. He is telling them, bless the Lord. He's addressing a song. Telling them, please, please. Please. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And forget not all his benefits. Now, why is he telling his soul like that? Because if his soul and all that is within him reaches a place where they don't see the benefit of serving God. Then, his soul and all that was in him has no motivation to serve God. Right? Amen. The benefit, seeing the benefit, is the motivator of his soul to serve God. Amen. Right? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Because what is the, what is the motivation? To give someone a reason. See, for doing something to have a reason. Now, my soul and all that is within me. Right? Amen. To, for you to continue having a reason to serve the Lord, you must see the benefit. If you don't see the benefit, then you have no reason to serve the Lord. Why would you ever serve the Lord? You can only serve the Lord if you can see the benefits of serving the Lord. You see it. You know it's here. Right. Amen. And then, David listed down the benefits. Daudi, he rested. Listed down the benefits. Ah, now Yeah, that should keep his soul. Serving the Lord because the benefit is there. He said, "Nagamba, who forgives all thine iniquities?" Asonywa ebikorwa biobiona ebitari biabutu kirivu. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. Now, Kati, if you know my soul that the Lord forgiveth you all thy iniquities. Listen here. Not who forgave. See, pardon? Not who forgave. See, oye yasonywa. Is he putting it right? Not who forgives, but who continuously forgives. 
Praise the name of the Lord. That means uh, he continues forgiving you every day, every hour. My soul, can you see this benefit? This is what should motivate you to keep on serving the Lord because he continues to forgive your, your sins. If you see verse 13, uh, verse, okay, verse 10, listen, he has not dealt with us after our sins. Nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. So If God was to deal with us according to our iniquity, nobody would be standing. Is that correct? Yeah? Amen. If it takes everything an issue, nobody will be standing today. Let me ask you and be very honest. Now that you are alive today, is it that you have never lied like Anania lied? Is it because you have never lied like Anania? Why are you so quiet? You may not specifically lie the lie of Anania. Whatever lie. But you are alive. Why? Why? Are you saying God has never told you to do something and you did contrary like Moses did when he was told, when he was told to speak the rock but he struck the rock and God said he would never enter into the, into the land. Are you saying God has not dealt with us according to our sins. And then David is telling his soul, my soul, my soul, my soul. and all that is in me, serve the Lord. For do not forget because one of the benefits is that he has he forgives he forgives continuously it is because we are forgiven right is a benefit 
that God forgives our iniquities continuously he has not dealt with us according to the, to the magnitude of our sins and to the number of our sins what he does is that he just forgives us and that's the benefit I have in serving the Lord. I am motivated to serve him more, more and more because he forgives me all my sins. As long as you see the benefit of God, then you serve him. The day you 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 the day you don't see how God benefits you. What's the value of God? That reminds me one man when we were young men. I preached to them the message about the prophet. Because I was a Presbyterian. Then he said, how, how does Branham, Kati Branham help me in my service? Where? 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 Branham will benefit me where? Alright? For that matter, he didn't take Branham. Pardon? He didn't take Branham. It's many years now. Became a Presbyterian. Became a Reverend. He went to America. He learned there. He studied there. I don't know what he's a, he's a, he's a doctor. Whatever he theology. And he has a lot of problems. And complications. He didn't, the value, he didn't see the value of Branham. Here am I. I saw the value of Branham. He is of a benefit to me. So what am I saying? You don't find the value of anything. You can't be committed to it. Today, if you don't find the value of God, how do you serve somebody that is valueless? But as long as you keep, as long as the benefits of God keep before your eyes, you have a reason to serve God. Because you see the benefits of yeah. That's why I serve him, because of yes, this. Benefit. This is what this is what David is saying. As long as my soul, as long as you the benefits of God, you keep on serving the Lord. Therefore, don't lose the memory of his benefits. Brothers and sisters, keep the memory of the benefits of God. 
And as long as you have the family, and you can see the benefits of God, those benefits motivate you. You are motivated to serve God because you see the benefits. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is the one that keeps you there. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, who forgives all in your iniquity? Who redeems thy, thy life from destruction? Once you realize that God is the one that keeps you from trouble, you want to serve him. How many believe God keeps us from trouble? God keeps us from destruction. I have a reason to serve him. Because he keeps me away from destruction. Hallelujah. Amen. How many times have I been, how many times have I turned positive? COVID myself. Yeah. The first time I was taking a flight to US the following day. I was tested today. Positive. Positive. I never traveled. Because you had to travel. You had to, to be COVID negative to, oh, to enter the aircraft. The week before Christmas, week I was sick, very sick with my wife. We were really sick. We went for COVID test. Positive. That was serious. I have never felt something like that. I feel like I was breathing with my like deep, deep inside there. Like things were coming out. I and my wife. At one time I thought my wife would die. Of course, you know I got healed. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I didn't die. I didn't die. I attribute that one to who? Not to medicine. There's no medicine for COVID. I wholly entrust that one to God. He redeemed me from destruction of COVID. I have a reason to serve him. I have motivated more to serve God. Who keeps destruction for me? As long as I know that, as, as, long, as long as I can see that, I have a reason. I have a motivation to serve God and to live for him. I lost my, my two sisters-in-law, my brother's wives. 
COVID. My elder brother lost his wife. Uh, our eldest, our eldest the same. Uh, Within that particular time, we lost four very close. So dying was there. Even when my brother heard that I had called him, he was trembling. We are now finished. But they were there praying. And who healed us? My wife. It's God. That's why I serve you. As long as I have a reason. As long as I can identify the benefits, as long as I can count the benefits, then I have a reason. I am motivated to serve God, to live for Him every day and every hour. Tonight, may God motivate you. May God motivate your God motivate your life. To live for God and to serve Him. With all that is within you. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. I believe if I can close there, you have a reason to be motivated. You know what it means to be motivated. Hallelujah. Amen. Who redeems a life from destruction? Who satisfies thy mouth with good things? Now, how many believe that anything that finds its way into your mouth comes from God? Anything, everything, everything. Let me tell you, people. Let me tell you. May God help us. When we have plenty, in Uganda, you have a lot of food. I've never had about famine. I've never had famine in Uganda. Right now, there are parts of Kenya that they are getting donations from food. Every there are times when things were very hard for us. There are times when my wife would have nothing to cook. No food to give my children. And uh, visitors would come. We have absolutely nothing. Even fuel. It was not there. And my, wife, and my wife would tell me, we don't have anything to cook. 
I'll tell them. I would, I would tell my wife, okay. What do you want to eat? Do you want to eat chapati and nyama? That's what we eat. Uh, my wife looked at me and would think, maybe I've gotten some money from someone. But no, not a single cent in my pocket. And when I said that, that is exactly what they would eat in their supper. Somehow, God would manipulate matter. And it would be there on the table. Not a single thing. Did we ever sleep without food? Amen. No cent in my pocket. Ask my children whether they know any one time he had problems. They don't know. Because they never do like that. Why? God was there every moment. I can say for sure that God puts good things in our mouth. And I don't have to fear what to eat tomorrow or what I don't have to fear. God put something in our mouth. That's why everything I find on my table, I tell God, thank you for this food. Thank you for this thing. This comes from you. You are the one who has placed this here. Every cent that fights its way in my pocket. I know God has put it in my pocket. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, by knowing that, I have a reason to serve God because I benefit by that. That's my motivator. He feed me. And this, he feed me. me. Yeah, I eat from him. I eat from his hand. I live by his hand. I live by his protection. As long as I know that, I have a, a motivation to serve God. Praise the name of the Lord. So these are the motive, the things that motivated David. Now let me tell you something else. People who see their ability, whose to do things, okay, they see their ability. They don't serve God. They have no motivation to serve him. Because whatever they have, they attribute it to themselves. It's me. It's me. I did it. So, 
Where do they see God? Do it. Do it. So, why would they serve him? It's them that did it. Where they see their knowledge. So, they have no reason to serve God because it's their knowledge. Where they see their education. Such people shall never serve God. For they don't see the benefit of doing so. Because when it comes to those things, it is themselves. Are you hearing me tonight? It is themselves. Now, why am I having this big, this fat salary? It is my sweat. I added another degree on top of mine. That's why I was promoted. I added. I studied. I studied. I got another job. Better job. I had a master's on my, my degree. Masters That's why I was, I was promoted. So when they see others that are just down there, they can never tell them, pray to God, then you'll be promoted. They'll tell them, read, get another degree, then you'll be promoted. That's what they'll see. God doesn't come anywhere. It's not prayer, it's their effort. I don't know how it is here in Uganda. But in every school, they have a motto. A vision. In all those motto statements and vision statements, it is always hard work, dedication, commitment, commitment. waking up early, hard work, nowhere is about God. She taught and not told, children are not told about God. They are, are mind are set that. For you to have and is hard work. For you to have is hard work. And then I found it on YouTube. Uh, it was a video about uh, the richest American blacks. One of that successful couple, they are, they are bringing up their children. They? They are bringing up their children. So, they tell them, you see there, there, this is there. Okay. Hard work. Commitment. Hard work. Commitment. Understanding is the success. No. They, are, they, are, they are exercising their children in their might for success. For money for successful life. It's just hard work, dedication, dedication, and they want to say that like, like, and they are saying it every morning. Again, again, 
And that's what we have in our schools. Such that, that, that the mindset of the society today is that so success, for money, for everything, is nothing else but human efforts. We want to tell the church is that is that eh, you can wake up very early in the morning and have your labors and eat the bread of worry but you never get anything. The people have the mindset. God does not come in hurry. And therefore, for anybody succeeding, God is nowhere. So how do you serve God? And it's your effort. It's your decision. It's your, it is your commitment. It's your hard work. It's your education. It's your profession. It's another degree you added. Well, it can happen. You can But, if it is solely, you see solely yourself. If you see? Solely you see yourself. And God is nowhere. Then our society is not serving God. The modern people are not serving God. You never serve God. You never serve God. But if you can start there, faced with a gigantic problem and you say no gamba the god who made me kill a lion the god who made me who made, who, who helped me who helped me kill a bear He's the same God that will help me kill this Philistine. If you go by that, you have a reason to serve God. You are motivated to face your enemy. You are, you are motivated to face your problems. Oh, oh I feel like shouting. Brother, if your children should learn like David, that it is the God of Israel that solved the big problem. Amen. That big problems are committed to the God of Israel. And the God of Israel is able to make us prosper. Oh, hallelujah! Amen.
We shall have a reason to serve our God. Amen. We shall be motivated to serve him. Let me tell you. There was one man. He was not educated. He did not go to school. His name was Joseph. He is referred by our prophet. As the prince of prosperity. Everything that he touched. It prospered. Every business he touched, it prospers. That is a God you serve. If you serve that God, you will make him in your God. Everything you touch, it will prosper. Every mountain that comes, you will say like David, the God that he did it, the God of the past, that did in the past, who will do in the past, Present day. You solve the present day problem. Hallelujah. And that God will do it. And when that God does it, then we are motivated. We are motivated to serve him. We are motivated to live for him. That is a motivation tonight. That is your motivator tonight. To know he can. To know he does. He is able. And then you can be motivated to do it. To look to him. Trust him. To serve him. Oh my soul. And all that is within me. My soul. Do not forget his benefits. When people see themselves in the book of in the book of Deuteronomy, Amu Chamateka. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter eight. Chamateka Sura Manana. Deuteronomy chapter eight. Chamateka Sura Manana. Now let's go slowly. Take a stand with him for Now from verse. <coughs> For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. The children of Israel. A land of brooks of water. Of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills. Um, and do you know there among those people there were some that had never seen a river in their life they had never seen, seen a stream in their life because they were born in the wilderness and the land between the Red Sea across up to the Dead Sea there is not a single river. How do you know? I crossed 
through that route by a bus. From Cairo, Cairo, cross the Suez Canal, up to Jericho. I did that by bus. The section I've told you, not a single river. It is just rocks and sand. Not even a blade of a leaf. And now people that have been brought up in such a such a such a such a, a condition, they are now in Islam. They are in. They are now in the land of Islam. The land, the land full of brooks and rivers. And what else? For the Lord thy God has brought thee a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and build hills. And a lot of wheat. People eating bread for the first time. They have been eating manna. And barley. And the vines. And fig trees. And pomegranates. A lot of oil, olive. And see, and honey. Look at that. A lot wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. You hear that? Bread without what? Scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. A lad whose stones are iron. And out of whose heroes thou mayest dig brass. Now listen. When thou hast eaten. And at full. This is what you should do. Then thou shalt bless the Lord thy, thy God. I say this. When God gives you a job. And you have a salary. And you have the comfort of your Lent in your own house. God blesses you and you have a car. When God blesses you and you build your own house, when God blesses you and you are promoted in your place of work, when God blesses you and your business prospers, and things are just going on well, when things come to that, when you eat without any scarceness, when you get to a level where, where 
Eating is not determined by your pocket. It is determined by your taste and your It is not now the pocket. Now it is your appetite. If your appetite says fish, you have the money for fish. If your appetite says beef, Hamburger, whatever it is, whatever it is, it is not a pocket now. It's now your dish. It is not a pocket for your dresses. It is the taste. If you have a taste for this dress, you If you find these shoes out of fashion, what determines what you buy what you wear is not money. You have come out of where you say, when I get money, i buy shoes. Now you have it. It's not like that now. And if I can get money, when I get Money. There's a dress I saw. Oh. Is that Especially you sisters, because you have more vulnerable. You have got more problems when you reach there. It's a big temptation. Big trouble. When sisters reach that level of affluence. Now, the right thing is this. Raise up your head to heaven. And tell the Lord, Glory be to thy holy name. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. For all this. Thank you for putting me where I am now. I will forever bless your holy name. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why now he's saying, when thou hast eaten and at full, and then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God. Hey, hallelujah! Amen. Thou shalt bless the Lord thy God. For the good lad which he has given thee. Yes. For the car he has given you. For the money he has given you. For the job he has given you. For the good things he has given you. Okay? Amen. Is that an amen? Can we all say amen? We agree. Is that right? Yeah. I have told you. We used to be very poor. We didn't know what to eat. Clothes would be given by people. So on, so on, so on, so on. But now I know I'm not there. I moved away from there. 
for where I am now, I praise the Lord for that. I lift my head up to God. Thank you. Have enough shoes to wear? Good shoes. Now that I say, right now I don't need any more. If you have been thinking about it, before I got I'm okay. I'm okay. I have so many pairs. If you have been thinking of buying me a shirt, don't. I'm okay. I have got good shirts that some of them I stay here without the pair. I'm not where I was. For that matter, what am I saying? I'm not bragging of myself. I'm bragging of the Lord. Lord. It is the Lord that has done it. It's the heart of the Lord. It's the grace of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what Deuteronomy is telling us. Are you hearing that? That's what Deuteronomy is telling us. Israel, when you come there, when you reach there, lift up your hands. To God. And let the name of the Lord be glorified. Now, listen to the next. Listen to the next. Beware. Beware. If you hear the word beware, there is a danger. There's a danger. When you have reached there, there's a danger. It's a danger area. Before we read about the danger, get this quote. 58 1005 Praise the name of the Lord. Motivated. The motivation to serve God. Paragraph 96. Any problem? Oh, okay. It is it is fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Dutch 1005, paragraph 96. Yeah? It doesn't show the. Yeah? Okay, if there's a, pro a problem with that one, get 60 0229. 
fixed job you plan. Brother Gamir Kesi, also. Praise the name of the Lord. I hope you are not, you are not losing the momentum. Okay, people today seem to be so comfortable in sin. Because we own a new car. Because we can eat three meals a day. Sleep on a clean bed. That's wonderful. But that would be good. But we forget God. When prosperity comes like that. I think we have been, we preachers and the Christians have been so interested in the program of healing churches and getting up. Okay, but up to there. Okay? I think we have become down. Back, back, back to where we were. Okay, listen now. A little bit more. People today seem to be so comfortable in sin because we own a new car. Because you can eat three meals a day. Sleep on a clean bed. That's wonderful. But that would be good. But we forget God. When prosperity comes like that. There's a danger. If you forget God, you have no motivation to serve him. Let's now go to our scripture. Okay? Beware. That thou forget not the Lord thy God. In not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Now listen. Lest when thou hast eaten and at full and has built goodly houses and brought therein 
knocks to Romo. And when thy hand and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast, hast is multiplied. Mm-hmm. Multiplication. Increase. Better life. Then thine heart be lifted up. And thou forget the Lord thy God. Which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Now, if you have no car, you pray to God. Lord, give me a car to take my family to church. So difficult getting to church without a car. God gives you a car. Okay. Do you pray again about a car? No. So that prayer is over. You don't pray. When you don't have a job. God, give me a job. Cry to God for a job. When you get a job, do you pray again for a job? No. As more of your needs are being met, the more of the prayers are being forgotten. And the more of God becoming distant. And the less of importance in God. Yeah, then you forget him. And when you forget him, you have nothing to motivate you to serve him. What is he giving you? What is he giving you? You're not hanging on him to give you a car. You got You're it. not hanging on him to give you a job. You have it. You're not hanging on him to heal you. You have a wonderful insurance. Oh, you have a wonderful insurance. You have a wonderful insurance. Then God becomes this and this and less of importance. Less of importance. And then God is forgotten. God comes out of your life. And when God comes out of your life, there is no motivation to serve God. Look at the church like this one. Look at the people that are so faithful, that love God, that come for all night prayer meeting. There are people we call in Kenya hustlers. Somebody is depending for him to eat or her to eat depends, depends what somebody depends on somebody coming and buying something. Somebody comes there. This is something with something selling. Supper is there. Seeing the small house just is there. 
hope. If nobody buys, what is this man depending on? God. Let somebody come and buy. God. Bring a customer. God. Bring a customer. If you don't bring a customer, we sleep, we sleep without food. I have no man to pay the rent. God. That's the person that has a motivation to serve God. Because God gives him supper. God gives him rent. And God becomes near to him. And a motivator. But when it's a multiplication, life is easy. We don't fight such people praying. We don't fight such people at all night prayer meeting. Not many. Motivation to serve God is not very much. You see now, then in verse, verse, Verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. He is the one who gives you what? Eh? Power. To get, don't forget that. It's not your education. It's not your ability. It's not your shrewdness. It is not your experience. It's God who gives you power. To get wealth. So when you forget that, then you have no motivation to serve him. You see yourself. My education. My, my degree. My effort. My and then motivation to serve him. Is not there. It's not there. I'm not praying for shoes, I have them. I'm not praying for a church. I have not and, and things go like that, like that, until the prayer dies. For you to buy a car, you have a facility for loan. Get, get the money. You have your money. For the house, you have the money to build your house. You, you have to have. Where is God coming? Then, even this you, it's not God. What, what reason do I have to serve? What motivation? No motivation. The motivation dies. You see your power. You see your education. You see your ability. You see, you see you are rising very early in the morning. That's what you see. It dies. 
the motivation is death. You become cold. Can't serve God. And then what happens? Then sin starts to thrive. Sin starts coming in. Where there is no motivation to serve God. Now, let me say this last thing. Very quickly. Abraham. Ibrahim. This is the last point now, listen. Abraham. Abraham. He was living in tents. He was. Aha. Yatulanga muema. In the desert. Moving from one place to the other. Where did he come from? Yavawa. He came from what is historically called the Fatah of Crescent in, in Iraq today. The Tigris and, and, and Euphrates rivers. The valley of Tigris and Euphrates. Right? Amen. History says History Gamba. That time of Abraham. An average house was of ten rooms. Definitely he had some farm. Definitely he had some cows. How could he live in such a fertile land without land? He had the lad, he was growing crops. He had he it was a fatal place. But he left the place. Where was he? In the desert. Living in tents. Moving from one place to the other. In the book of Hebrews. Can you go to the book of Hebrews? I'm just about to cross. There is a very important point here. What was point in Kuru? The book of Hebrews. Bebrania. Chapter 11. Surah Kuminem. Verse 9. Kanyiri Akomuenda. By faith. Is a John in the Lord of promise as in the strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob and heirs with him of the same promise. Oroku Kirizanabe Rangom Genimunsi Ea Subiziwa Ngetari Ye Ngasura Muema Wamune Isaac and Nea Kobo Baskabane Awok Subiziwoko. Okay? Turiwamu? That's where he was. Awe Arikati. Intense in the desert. Mudungu. And the Bible says down there, Bible if he wanted to go back to his land, there was a way to go there. There was all the possibility to go there. But he never. The question is this. What motivated him to still continue living in the desert? Day by day and year after year. Day by day and year after year. 
And he never went back to his land. This is the reason. For he looked for a city which has foundation with builder and maker is God. Okay. Okay. Amen. These all died in faith. Not having received the promises. But having seen them afar off. And they were persuaded of them. And embraced them. And confess that there were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Somehow, somehow, they could see the city. Abraham could see the city. They could see the promise. They were persuaded of the promise. Hallelujah! Amen. This is the thing that motivated them. Because they could see something. It was in their view. They can see, they could see it is there. The city is there. The land is there. The promised land is there. Let me say tonight, brother, sister, you won't serve Jesus. You won't serve the Lord. You won't serve the message. Unless Unless you see something. In the book of Second Second Corinthians, chapter two, I think it is chapter what? Chapter what is first Corinthians? Those Bacorinus Chisoka. Verse nine. I can hear you coming down. But as it is written, I has not seen, no. Heard, neither have entered in the heart of man the thing which God has prepared for them that love him. I'm asking you people to try it. Are there some things that God has prepared for them that love him? Are there things for the people that... That, that God has kept in store for the people that love him. Amen. Amen. They are there. But I has never seen them. He has never heard of them. It has never entered in the heart of any man. But there is a but, 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 but. God has revealed them to us and to us by his spirit. For the spirit such as all things here, the deep things of God, 
Kubanga omoyo anonya byona era nabite um nebite gerekeka ebyakatonda For God has revealed those things to us Kubanga katonda atubikuride ebintu ebyo Therefore when they are revealed to us we can see them I'm telling you tonight, as I close this meeting, you have no motivation to serve God. You have no motivation to suffer for God. You have no motivation to be persecuted, to be insulted, to be abused, to be looked down for the message. To be caught a carrot. To be, to be called a, a, eh? to be called a, a doomsday carrot. You, you have no strength. You have no strength. You have no, strength. You have no ability. Unless, unless the Holy Spirit reveals to you the things that God has kept for them that love Him. Such that when you are serving by the Holy Spirit, you can see those things there. You can see the things that God is promised you. And when you see them, you will be motivated like, 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 like Abraham. You will be motivated to go on. You will be motivated to serve on. Why? You can see them. The Spirit has opened your eyes and you can see them. Now, you can never tell somebody about something he cannot see. Some of these people that can some not cannot serve God. Pardon? Some of some of these people that cannot serve God. Because the things you are talking about, they cannot see. Yeah. They are sitting in the church. They are in the church. They are in the message. But they can't see them. If they cannot see them, there is nothing to motivate them to, to, to leave the message. Amen. Right? Some of our children cannot see it. Some of the people in the church cannot see it. You preach them, they cannot see it. It is not preaching that makes you see it. It is the Holy Spirit that by grace reveals to you and the things are in your eyes. As long as you can see them, you can die for them. You have the motivation to die for them. As long as you can see them, you have the motivation to suffer for them. Because you are suffering for something you can see. And that becomes your motivation. You can see it. It is there. It motivates you. It becomes your strength. It becomes your energy. Hallelujah. Amen. Be ye motivated. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you as you stand. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
Precious Heavenly Father, we pray that you motivate your church. There are so many troubles, so many problems, so many challenges. So, this journey becomes so, so, so difficult. To keep faith becomes so difficult. In the place of work, so difficult to keep the message. In the business world, there are so many traps and so many difficulties. Who will keep on moving on? is the one that is motivated. How can he be motivated? We have to see to know to see for what reason we should be insulted. We have to see for what reason we are persecuted. We have to see for what reason we are deprived of the good things of this life because of the faith. We have to see the reason. Peter said, what shall we get? We have lost all these. Our lives have become poor. We don't have friends. Our relatives are not there. We have lost them. He was looking for something to motivate him. And Jesus said, this is the motivation. Whatever you have lost, you shall get. Here in this life, a hundred times, and in the world to come, eternal life. What a motivation for Peter. God, give your church a motivation. Bless your church tonight. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. Amen.